Well, welcome back, everyone, to the Young Adult Ministry Podcast. I'm back with my friend, Wade Harris. Hey! And I'm excited to kick off a new series of conversations that we're going to be doing over the coming weeks. Uh, where We're going to shift gears from this focus we've had on spiritual warfare mm -hmm. and really talk about how our relationship with God plays out in our relationships with others. That's good. And we're moving into this theme of God inviting us to experience a greater love with him mm -hmm. and then show that love to yeah. others. And a part of what we're going to be doing is hearing from some different young adult voices about their story, how they've experienced God's love in their life and how they've learned to show that to other people in a different way than maybe they learned about love from the culture around them. And so I thought it'd be good to start with Wade. Uh, I think you're going to actually ask more of the questions this time, <laughs> but I wanted to give you a chance to share a little bit of your story yeah. and help them get to know you and how you've come to know God's love in your life. Um, and then I'll just pass the mic to you to ask some questions. Nah, thank you, man. You know what's interesting, Corey? I actually got saved around the, the I was around the same age as a lot of mm -hmm. our viewers, right? Mm -hmm. A lot of our young adult viewers. Uh, so I grew up in church. It was like, wait a minute. How'd you grow up in church, but you weren't, I didn't really have a relationship, mm -hmm. right? Which is uh, a different thing. It's a different thing. I yeah. was one of those kids that I went to church. I knew all the Bible stories, but I did not have a real relationship mm -hmm. with Jesus. Um, and that wasn't anyone's fault. That wasn't my parents' fault. That wasn't, um, you know, our pastor's fault at the time. That was just, I just didn't have a relationship. Yeah. And so uh, I went to college. Um, so I grew up in Columbus, Ohio. I went to college, went to Howard University. I'm away from home. I start learning about all these other different religions, mm -hmm. right? So I had friends who were Muslim. I had friends who were atheists. I had friends who were like offshoots of Islam mm -hmm. and all types of stuff. And, um, I had a really good friend named Osaze Murray. Uh, he actually does college ministry at Bowie State to this day. Oh, cool. Um, that is always something the Lord has put on his heart. He was mm -hmm. a part of a, a Christian ministry called the Navigators. Yeah. And uh, man, he was pouring into me when I didn't even really know what pouring into meant, <laughs> right? And yeah. so uh, he was always trying to get me to go to stuff and just really just showing me the love of Christ. And um, he actually got me this book uh, by a guy named Mace. Uh, you guys may be too young to know about Mace. I know Corey knows who Mace is. Go Google Mace. <laughs> we already gave you something valuable if you don't know about Mace. It's an interesting so, story. Yeah, so so uh, I was really into the music industry. You know, I was DJing at the time, parties, clubs, all of that stuff. And he got me this book by Mace. And Mace had literally just left the music industry. So this is just like, I mean, we experienced it a couple years ago. When Kanye West got saved, mm -hmm. it, it sent shockwaves to the music. It was like, wait, wait a minute, right? Mm -hmm. Mace didn't immediately start doing music. He immediately went into ministry. He like started a church. And so I actually read this book, went down to see his church. And I was like, yo, if this dude who had all of this stuff figured out that this wasn't enough for him and he had to give his life to Christ, that impacted me in a really deep way. And so um, that was really, I would say, I had experienced God's love before. I don't want to negate that, but that was the time where it everything clicked and made sense for me. And mm -hmm. I was 22 years old at the time. Yeah. And uh, I haven't looked back and I'm just thankful for it, man. But I'm curious, bro, like, I know you grew up playing sports and mm -hmm. just being involved in that whole world and you've been in ministry a while, but I'm just curious, man, what is your story in terms of how you first experienced God's love? 
Yeah, well, I grew up around church too. Sure. And I sports was really my main thing. Mm-hmm. And I had good experiences in church growing up for the most part, but I had a hard time seeing how God connected to my ordinary life. Yeah. Until I had this football coach in high school mm. who I really looked up to, and he turned out to be a follower of Jesus. Wow. And he really loved me when I was rough around the edges and trying to prove myself on the football field. Sure. And he saw more of my life and who I could become and introduced me to a relationship with Jesus. And mm-hmm. I had never really considered that God wanted to have a relationship with me before. Yeah. Maybe I heard that in church, uh, but I just don't remember it sinking into my heart. And so when I heard the message of Jesus and what he did for me, how he demonstrated his love on the cross, and that I had a problem inside that he cared enough to lay down his life for. Yeah. That changed something inside of me. And sure. I gave my life to Jesus and I experienced this love I never had before. And I just wanted to share with other people. It was like immediate. I remember mm. I went to this youth camp and I felt like the speaker was talking to me out of the whole room of 500 people. I felt like we were just having a conversation, <laughs> just the two of us. Yeah. And he gave us the opportunity to respond to God's love for ourselves. Mm. And I don't know that I'd ever known that was even an opportunity. Mm. That God wanted me to respond to a relationship with him and to put my trust in him to experience this love relationship. Sure. And I just remember going out and praying and saying, God, if this is real, I want to follow you. I want to know you. Yeah. And just feeling this like overwhelming presence of God in my life. And I remember going back to the other guys who were at the camp with me and we were processing like what happened tonight? Like how how did the message impact you? And I was just like overflowing with this experience. I couldn't believe no one else had the same experience. I was like, did you hear what the God just said? Like what Jesus did for you? And that's when I learned God works on people Mm. in different times and different ways, but my heart was ready to receive it. And that just sent me on a new journey to now share Jesus' love with other people. And I remember going home, and one of the first things I did was I apologized to my sister and I, mm. cause I had some anger issues. Yeah. I remember I had yeah. just been kind of rough with her. So I apologized to her and she was like, what happened to you at that camp? You know, I've heard you talk about that. <laughs> and uh, I just said, I, well, I found Jesus and that got her curious about the Lord in a new way and wow. began doing some new things in my family. Mm-hmm. And so that's really where the journey started for me as a, yeah. as a 15 year old and experiencing God's love. It was very healing for me because I don't know that I realized I had a problem that was serious enough that God wanted to Mm, die for. Sure. And it helped me name some things inside that were just helpful. Like, um, I think I just felt so much pressure to try to prove myself Mm. and to find my value and identity based on sports. And so knowing that I now have my value through God just gave me a deeper sense of love. Sure. And you know what's interesting, Corey, is when we we look at love... Mm -hmm. The Bible looks at it in multiple different ways, and we just use one word to describe love. Yeah. But God calls us into a different kind of love than mm-hmm. what society really pushes us to yeah. and promotes us to. And man, just 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 talk about that a bit because I think that helps us to better understand God's love for us yeah. and the kind of love that He's really calling us into when it comes to our relationships yeah. with other people. I think part of it's the way we use the word love in our culture. Yeah. Like we use love for a lot of different things. A lot like of stuff. I love Mexican food. I mm-hmm. really do. Like I would eat Mexican food every day. And I, I love could. tea. I love, I love coffee. <laughs> I love basketball. And I love my wife. Like, mm-hmm. And so we use the word for the same, uh, to, for, to mean different things really. But the Bible calls us to love in a specific way. And yep. there's different kinds of love. Like, yep. um, And so the way that we love each other is meant to reflect the way Jesus loves us. Mm-hmm. 
And that's a self-giving love where when I love tacos, I'm really saying I like the way tacos make me feel like I enjoy them. Yep. It's really more self-centered, mm-hmm. but Jesus calls us to love in an other-centered way. It's good. And it's good. a giving of ourself kind of way. Mm-hmm. And there's actually three different uh, words for love in the New Testament. Mm-hmm. There's like the the friendship kind of love. Like I love my brothers and my sisters. That's Philea. Was Philea? Yay. That's where you get Philadelphia from? Yeah, where you get Philadelphia from. And then there's like the romantic love. Eros. Yep. And that's where our culture often kind of dramatizes with movies and, you know, Valentine's Day. And Mm -hmm. just that's more of what we see where it's more based on feelings of attraction. Um, And God says that's a part of how we're created. Mm -hmm. But there's also this deeper kind of love, which is agape, Mm -hmm. which is the giving of yourself. And it's based on commitment and sacrifice and really showing someone love in action. Mm -hmm. And that's a different way to love someone than just maybe the romantic side. That's a much different way. Or loving tacos, for instance. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's good. Um, I would say this. I'll make a statement. I'll let you respond to this. Mm-hmm. A lot of our love in society is based on our feelings. Mm-hmm. Yep. God's love for us is just unconditional mm-hmm. because I created you. I love you. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, for many of us, that's a foreign concept mm-hmm. because one, and I think it was good that um, you asked me about when did I first experience God's love? Yeah. Because for many of us, we've never experienced that kind of love from someone else. Mm-hmm. There's always something attached to it. Yeah. It's like, I love you only if you do this. Mm-hmm. You love tacos, but if I made those tacos, you might not love tacos anymore because I'm not good at making tacos, <laughs> right? So there's something connected I'd to I'd try it. your tacos. You would try them, but that doesn't mean you would still love tacos. <laughs> he was like, I love all tacos, but Wade's tacos, right? <laughs> Thanks for the warning. <laughs> exactly, yeah. exactly. But with God, it's almost like, yo, there's no conditions on it. Mm-hmm. You can screw up a million times. Now, there's consequences. Yeah. But I'm still going to love you. Mm-hmm. Your thoughts. And that's what we see in the person of Jesus. And that's what makes Jesus unique Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, is mm -hmm. Jesus is the expression of God's love to us. I was talking to someone recently that is new to Christianity and he's trying to really understand what it means to have a relationship with God. And when we got to the part of the the story of the Bible where we talked about Jesus and Jesus being God's demonstration of his love for us, uh, really to heal this thing that we have called sin mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. to die for our sins. One, he was a little confused about the sin thing, but we I feel like he, he got to understand, okay, we're all messed up. We hurt yeah. each other. And that's created problems in the world and created problems in our lives. But we got to Jesus and I explained to him that Jesus is God like with us mm. as a person. And mm. he demonstrates what love really mm. looks like by laying his life down. And by the way that he went about showing mm-hmm. compassion and healing mm-hmm. to others, mm-hmm. he was like, why, why would God do that? Mm. Like, why would the being that created the universe? He couldn't even fathom it. Yeah. And I said, that's the right question. Yeah. Because really God shouldn't have done that. Yeah. And that's what makes Christianity unique is that God chose to love the world, to not give up on the world to show his commitment to us, even when we were disinterested or or rebellious and and went the other way. That's the good news. Mm -hmm. 
And God's love for us is based on his character, not based on us deserving anything. And there is no love that we experience in this world quite like that. Mm -hmm. And marriage is actually meant to be a reflection of that kind of love. But I think our, our experience, perception of marriage has been so shaped by maybe sure. what we've seen in the culture around sure. us or maybe by some of the baggage in our own families mm -hmm. that it, it's hard for us to even get a picture of what biblical marriage is meant to be like. And that's why we need to go back to the way God loves us. Yeah. Because, I mean... I don't know how you think about this in your marriage, but man, I need that reminder all the time oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. that my love for oh, yeah. my wife is meant to be a reflection of how Jesus mm -hmm. has loved me. Yeah, it's um. this is what I found in my marriage, Corey. Every day, it's a series of small choices that I have to make mm -hmm. to continue to love my wife. Yeah. Um, and obviously, I made a covenant. It's not that I mm -hmm. don't want to love my wife. Yeah. But what I'm saying is I can say I love my wife, but my mm -hmm. actions have to reflect that. Yes. And that's where I have to make the choices mm -hmm. every day. It's like, hey, even when I don't feel like doing something, if I realize, hey, this is how my wife mm -hmm. receives experiences love, this is her love language, yeah. some would say it, um, I, I need to make sure that I'm incorporating that into mm -hmm. my everyday and I'm making choices that reflect the love that I genuinely yeah. have for her. Um, and she would say the same thing. Mm -hmm. Right. And and the reality is, I, I can honestly say this, it's hard to love me at times. <laughs> right. It, it is. It is. Amen. And and so I'm I'm thankful for her because what I've seen from my wife, Belinda, is she loves me despite my flaws mm -hmm. and my flaws, my uh, my flaws and my faults. Yeah. <laughs> right. She loves me despite those mm -hmm. things. And um, I'm grateful for it. And, and I actually one of the things that I've I've seen, and and I I want I don't want people to to misinterpret this or read this the wrong way, but I've seen the love of Christ in her mm -hmm. by the way that she has treated me, yep. right? And so, um, you know those those types of things you have to fight for that. I mean, look, we've been married fifteen years. I'd be lying if I didn't say we had ups and downs, and there mm -hmm. was times where, um, you know, I don't have any hair, so I couldn't pull my <laughs> hair out, but. Um, I'm sure there's times where she wanted to pull her hair out and we were we were at odds at at different things. But here's what happens. Our love for one another has grown deeper mm. through that process, right? Yes. So it's like, you know, when you really take time to invest in a relationship and you've been through some things and um, you, you've come out on the other mm -hmm. side, there's a different level of trust yeah. that you have in the relationship. Yes. You know, 15 years in, our trust is way deeper than it was two years in or three years in or four years in. And um, I'll even say this, Corey, like one of the things that was a, a, has been a, a thing in our relationship, it's not so much a thing now, but mm -hmm. definitely I would probably say in the first 10 years, my idea of marriage was shaped by my parents' marriage, right? Like yep. they, I mean, you know, they, they are getting ready to celebrate, mm -hmm. I think 45 years this year, right? Mm -hmm. Like they've been married forever, it seems like, right? Um, my wife, um, her her mom and dad never got married. Mm -hmm. Then she had a, I would probably say, weird kind of relationship with um, her mother's husband, mm -hmm. who she's not with now, mm -hmm. right? And so we both come into the relationship with those vantage points on yep. relationships. Mm -hmm. And... We go into the to the marriage aware mm -hmm. of those things, but we still have to 
manage that. Yeah. And, and on a day-to-day basis, again, there's choices mm-hmm. that you have to make to deal with it. Now, yep. here's what I want to say to young adults listening. You're thinking about marriage, you're, you know, um, you know, maybe you're dating, you're serious, you know, whatever, or you just got married, you're somewhere in that space. Those backgrounds, you just need to be aware of them. Mm-hmm. you can still have an, a, a tremendous, amazing marriage, even though you guys are from two different backgrounds, yep. right? Because what really matters, and this is the, this is the equally yoked thing, mm-hmm. you want to be at the same point when you get married, right? You may have both started, someone started here, someone started here, mm-hmm. back here, up here, whatever, you want to be at the same level when you get married, because then it's much easier for you to move forward. Mm-hmm. So, um, and that's where we were, like we had, again, Different vantage points, the way we grew up, we wanted the same things out of the marriage. Yeah. We still want the same things out of the marriage. Mm-hmm. And even when we've, you know, may have had rough patches or been at odds about things, we've still been able to move forward together. Yeah. And that is all because of Christ's love for us. Yeah. If I'm just honest with you. Again, mm-hmm. there's times where I was probably unlovable, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but my wife, through the love of Christ, mm-hmm. you know, we weathered through it. And our relationship is much stronger yeah. than it was when we first. I'm glad you said that. Thanks for being yeah. real about yeah. marriage. And I think sometimes we can get a romanticized view of marriage. Mm. And it's good to know that any healthy or strong marriage goes through some challenges. It does. And I think so many times young couples, and I know we experience this, we experience more tension and conflict in our first season of marriage than I expected. Mm. And I think it's easy to say, well, did I make a mistake? Yeah, that's good. Where when you talk to people that have gone the distance, that have a strong, healthy marriage, they often have had challenges they had to work through. And maybe they didn't even see the way to the other side, but that's where God did something that was impossible on their own. And he brought healing. He brought a mm-hmm. greater trust, understanding mm-hmm. of one another. Mm-hmm. And so often it's it's healing from things maybe that we picked up baggage from the world around us, mm-hmm. from our families or the culture and our kind of wrong views of love that we need to let go of and yeah. experience some healing from to love each other like Jesus says in the Bible. Because that is the foundation of marriage is this idea of a covenant. And God is the one who chose to be in a relationship with us because he loves us and he makes a covenant with us that's based on his character. That's good. And that's a commitment he's made. And now he invites us to respond to say, I love you and to give our life in following him. And marriage is meant to be a reflection of that. Mm. And our culture just makes it into much, kind of more like a contract. Like as, as soon as it doesn't yep. feel good for me anymore, I can maybe, break it. Yeah, I'm out. Ask for a trade. You see that? (laughs) You see that all the time. And I think not only is that sad when a couple breaks up and there's pain and there's brokenness um, and distrust and all those things that happen, but it also misses out on the the story. Yes. And I often I'm when I'm counseling couples that are going through a hard time, I, I try to help them see that. If you can allow God to work through this time and and endure this season and get the help that you need, man, think about the story you can have on the mm-hmm. other side. Mm-hmm. And the enemy really That's just good. wants to steal that story that can give other people hope. And so that's not to minimize, you know, yeah. things when there's, you know, really awful situations where you need to get some help and counsel. Um, but so often in our culture, people just give up too quick. They do. They do. And I, I think, man, like, I mean, here's the thing. 
and and it goes back to, and this is why this is such a great topic. I'm thankful mm-hmm. that you asked me to to even be a part of this today, Corey. It's like, you know, when we think of going back to God's love for us, mm-hmm. like he didn't give up on us. Mm-hmm. We messed up. He didn't give up on us when you did that thing that nobody saw, mm-hmm. but he saw. Yep. Like he didn't give up on you. Now, again, it's consequences. Mm-hmm. <laughs> consequences for all our actions. Yeah. But God still loves you. He didn't give up on you. And that is what we're supposed to model in a marriage. Mm-hmm. One of the things that Belinda and I said from jump when we first got married, we're not going to even bring up the term divorce mm-hmm. in our marriage. Yeah. Right? Um, the reason That's being good. is we never wanted to bring that up because mm-hmm. it's like, hey, man, we're committed to go the distance in this thing. Mm-hmm. There's going to be some bad days. Yeah. Like There's going to be some days where we are at odds and you know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. like- we're having strong disagreement, but we can't start thinking about, mm-hmm. okay, how do I make my exit from this thing? Mm-hmm. Because once you start going down that road, I'm not saying you can't bring it back, because you can. Yeah. It gets very hard mm-hmm. because the temptation is to say, oh, the grass is greener over there. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, no, it's not, because that's not what God called you to. Yeah. He called you to be in that relationship and be committed. Mm-hmm. And so um, I just want to encourage you, yep. listening, if you're thinking about marriage, you're in marriage, any of those things, um, stay committed to it. Mm-hmm. Um, now, now let me let me ask you this, Corey, because sure. um, when it comes to our relationship with God, mm-hmm. so many of us feel like, man, I'm not experiencing this, mm-hmm. what you guys are talking about. Like, what you guys are talking about, like, man, this sounds good. I don't know if I'm really experiencing that right now. Mm-hmm. Or you may say, man, I'm in a relationship and I'm not experiencing what you guys are discussing you're experiencing mm-hmm. with your wives. Or I'm not getting that from my friend group. I've never had someone love me unconditionally. Mm-hmm. What does that look like? Um, why am I not experiencing that? And so, man, just, just your thoughts. Yeah. Because um, I, I know there's some people watching that that's what they're thinking right now. Like, oh, this sounds good, but I, like, I'm not quite there. Yeah. Well, I think if you're not experiencing God's love in your life, I think the first thing is that's an opportunity to go deeper, mm. to be honest about that. Mm. I think so many times mm. people are experiencing that and they know the right answers. Yeah. Maybe they've grown up around church or they know the Bible verses, but they just kind of like push that down. Corey, that was me. Yeah. That was me. And, you know, when you get honest about what is actually going on in your heart, and then you see that as an opportunity to seek, to go on a journey with God, usually to experience his love, he wants to start leading you somewhere. Mm, And that often is to to people that can help you experience that love before maybe spiritually it connects with your heart. So like for you... You put yourself around some people at your college and they were really loving you where you were Mm -hmm. and you were experiencing a belonging. They enjoyed hanging out with Mm -hmm. you. And then you went on this journey and you encountered this guy, Mace, and he helped you consider how great the gospel actually was that you were kind of numb to. Yeah. And you're like, man, if this is true, I want to I want in on this. I got to be in on it. Yep. Yeah. And I know in my journey, there's been times where honestly, as a pastor, I I was embarrassed to admit that the things that I was telling other people to experience with God, I wasn't experiencing. Mm. 
And mm. every Sunday I was getting up, I was preaching twice a week in, about God's love. And I was experiencing so much anxiety. Wow. And until I got honest about that and let some other people in on it with mm. me and asked them mm -hmm. to pray for me, I, I, I didn't experience breakthrough. Mm. But when the honesty allowed me to move towards other people and I, I let God into those places where I felt anxious and, and even numb, good, God opened up my heart. And I experienced his love in a way that was so much greater than I had before. And so that's the first thing I'd say is, is get honest and move towards people you trust, do know and love God. And they would love nothing else but to help you in your journey and to pray with you, to, to be honest about your questions um, and to deal with those things in your heart. So see those places as an opportunity where you, you feel stuck to go deeper. That's good. And then the second thing I'd say is really developing your own relationship with Jesus. Come on, man. Like on. you can't live, I can't live Come off on. your relationship with Come Jesus. On. I can be encouraged by your faith. Yep. I can be in community with other people that are following Jesus, but I can't live off my pastor's relationship with Jesus. Yeah. Like I need to spend time getting to know his voice. You and spent some time in this Bible, brother. Yeah. Cover coming little... off of this thing, bro. <laughs> and I, I think the best Bible is the one you actually read. That's, that's the truth. That's and the truth. let the truth of his words sink down deeper into your heart and yeah. your mind and change the way that you live because this is the greatest love story ever told. It really is. It really is, Corey. It really is, man. I mean, when you really start to think about the gospel of Jesus mm -hmm. and how high and wide and long and deep mm -hmm. And is the love of Christ like, man, it just, it changes you inside. And just mm -hmm. sitting in this story and letting his word speak to your heart, knowing that the Holy Spirit wants to speak to you and and, and really wrestling with getting to know his voice for yourself. I, I think developing your own relationship with Jesus is a huge part of that. Um, and then when you also feel stuck, like sometimes, you know, looking for kind of a mentor person that mm. can help guide you mm. is another really good thing. Mm. I don't know. What would you say? Would you add anything to that? Man, I, I, I mean, I, I, the community part was huge for me, mm -hmm. right? Like, I mean, you, you kind of pointed that out, but that was, um, that was such a, a important thing for me, and it did a couple things. I got the mentorship, the accountability, in mm -hmm. community. Um, Osaze still provides that to this day, mm -hmm. right? You know what I mean? Like, me and him are still in that, um, that 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 deep relationship to this day, like that. Um, but the, awesome. the other thing that happened was. Um, you know, when I really got connected with with O, mm -hmm. there were some other believers at Howard that I also got connected with. And we weren't like a small group. It wasn't, mm -hmm. it wasn't, we weren't quite that organized. They were trying to get me into the college ministry and that kind of I wasn't ready for that commitment. But just being around them and seeing how they went about doing what they do, mm -hmm. it impacted me in a huge way. So I, I even give you an example. And this is why you can't give up on people who they're they're um they're just not where you would mm. desire for them to be spiritually yet, right? So yeah. I was DJing, I was doing all the clubs, parties, all that stuff. Mm -hmm. You know, I was I was doing stuff with big mainstream artists. Then I started working on this mixtape, and I started mm. working on this mixtape to feature artists at Howard. Mm. I had never thought about this before. I'd never even really heard Christian rap before. Mm -hmm. But I had Osaze was one of them, my other friend Halima Nash was another. Mm. And she and 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 I had the two of them be a part of the mixtape at the end because I was just like, man, it would be pretty cool if I had some of my Christian friends do some raps on mm -hmm. there and they could rap about the Lord. Yeah. Well, lo and behold, I didn't know that my life would turn into for the past fifteen years 
I'm promoting Christian rappers. Yeah. You know what I mean? To the world as a as a part of my ministry, mm-hmm. like outside of what we do here at Hope. And so mm-hmm. I, I just like I think what you're saying is like the going deeper, mm-hmm. us dealing with the issues that are in our heart, community, mentorship. Like, I'm a prime example of that. Mm-hmm. And you never heard that story before. Like no, this wasn't like, cool. like yeah. understand this. This was not some like planned thing. Like, oh, tell your story, then we will get these three <laughs> things. No, like this is the That's Holy really Spirit cool. at work. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so. Yeah, and yeah. also there's one other piece of that story that I think is really significant is is sometimes when we're maybe struggling to experience the love of God, mm-hmm. focusing on what can I do to show somebody else yep. the love of God? Yep. And what can I do to, yep. to really love someone where they are? Man, when we ask God to help us love people like him, he often just pours that love right into us. That's good. That's good. And that's true uh, when I think about my family, mm-hmm. when I think about my friendships. Mm-hmm. When I start asking God, God, can you help me to love the people around me like you? It changes the way that I see them. And it changes the way I see my circumstances. Um, it often reminds me of how much God loves me. That's good, man. So this was a great conversation. I'm glad we, uh. we got to like go off scripts and we hope it was encouragement to you. We're going to be having a, a series of conversations about how do we really grow in experiencing God's love in a greater way and showing it to others. And I'm looking forward to interviewing some other young adult voices about their story. Wade, thanks for joining us today. Nah, thanks for having me, bro. Seriously, this was good. Yeah. And we hope to see if you're in the triangle, we'd love to have you join us at late night or any of other young adult events. Um, If you're just tuning in, watching this somewhere around the country, I hope it is encouragement to you and hope you get plugged into a community where you can really grow in seeking Jesus for yourself. So take care, everybody. Hope to see you next time.